What have we got coming up, everyone? We've got the NBA show. I've got the NBA Oracle and Sneaky Pete from the Dark Web on the other end of the line. I'm going to try and get a hold of them and see if we can get them to answer the phone with this new Skype system we've got. I've got the Oracle at the other end of the line. Are you there, Oracle? We might still be having some difficulties. Looks like we've got Sneaky Pete from the Dark Web. Are you there, mate? The process, that's dead right. I'm a believer, mate. The process is real. Did uh, you see that shot? Uh, 15 seconds to go. Talk You're about looking clutch. for the best shot possible. And he just yeah. takes it to, what, 19 feet in the corner? Yeah. <laughs> Fade away. Talk about clutch. Yeah. Unbelievable. The Oracle, are you there, mate? Yeah, Matty, I got a uh, a stiff vodka tonight. Did, did you, know. you consider doing a sneaky Peter not turning up um, after no. the loss? No. No, I'd never do that. That's but not in your DNA. I, I, I was happy because I thought that finally Pete will join us again. Yes. You know, that, that, was, that was the silver lining, you know, for that. I watched the game. Uh, yeah. And I... Watched the Celtics feed, uh, which, oh, was, right. which was interesting. First quarter, Embiid just looked a beast. Uh, yep. He's he, he actually looks fitter, and he's he's got a. Is he the biggest player in the NBA, Oracle? <laughs> you think he looks fitter? He's yeah, I reckon he looks fitter. Pace yeah. in that first quarter. Nah, he's looking I, I, strong. Look he's looking deaf. He's looking defined. I, I agreed with the commentary team there. I thought he was really trying to make a point that. Uh, Ennis Freedom can't guard him. You know he's he's had success against him in the past, but I think I think he had a point to prove today. I, I think un- he went out hard. He was unstoppable. Uh, when he's in that mood, how can you stop him? I did think through the the middle two quarters, he, he went a little bit more quiet. Like it's funny to say he went a bit quiet and he ends up with forty points. You know, forty one points. But you know when it when it came time to the crunch. They had a simple plan. It's just, okay, let's get it to Embiid down on the block and everyone clear out. And, um, you know, he delivered. He just couldn't miss on those fadeaways, could he? It was for, for a seven-footer and be that size to He's be got that. touch. They have that touch, yeah, yeah, on one leg. And that final shot in a corner, That's just, that, talk about a dagger. Well, well, let's talk about the end of the game because yeah. the Celtics were actually up. Mm. And I would have seven thought, points with four minutes to go. Yeah, I would have thought reasonably, feeling reasonably comfortable, like this game is theirs to lose. I counted up ninety-seven, ninety-three with three minutes to go. That was after the Matisse three. Yeah, it was actually an eighteen to six run overall. Wow! Close out the game. Now the other thing I noticed is the commentators were referring to Tatum for the first half of the game as. The Eastern Conference Player of the Week. The Eastern Conference Player of the Week. They just kept on calling it. And I thought, then, they started getting a bit quiet. And they even were calling for Tatum to take the shot or take the shots towards the end there. Brown had to go. Brown muscled up and got one. Uh, Tatum was just nowhere to be seen. Oh, that one over Embiid was excellent, wasn't it? Yeah, that was was a great shot. But you you saw, boys, uh, in those last stages... Tatum did not get the ball very often, did he? Nah. 
And, and and many times he was just standing in the corner. They weren't running plays for him. They weren't, you know, setting a screen for him or something like that. And this is what's been our, you know, our issue is that come the closing part of the game, we're not giving our stars uh, easy looks. And um, it showed again tonight. We we, firm, we had the game, you know, it was, it was ours for the taking and... Just couldn't find a way to score down the end. I thought actually our best player was Marcus Smart. Okay. Well, he didn't I, do himself any favours oh, with that. Why aren't you looking for Tatum in that 2.9 seconds? You can get to the three-point line yeah. for that, and That's it right. should be in Tatum's hands. Throw it a throw it a hail mary. Not only that. Not only that, Pete. I thought what turned the game was Marcus Smart trying to make a fake foul out of that contact. I think that turned the whole momentum. Oh, when when he was judged a technical, come mm. on. Yeah, he tried to pull you, a foul, threw his head back, then flung. Was it Tobias Harris in the that? face? Yeah, have I was watching it. That? It was terrible. No, but have you ever seen that call made where they go back and have a look at it, and then they give a technical after it? Have you ever seen that before? I thought no, it was. I yeah, I, I thought it was unusual. Yeah, but I, I thought, agree. That that sucked a lot of the momentum out, and then. There was a couple ones where, you know, Tatum would be driving and they call him an offensive foul. And, well, I think you, know, you guys was... made some tactical errors, especially when Embiid got, like, two quick ones. Yep. He was on two fouls after four minutes. Mm. Um, Schroeder's on the court. Um, why? And he's quick, if he's yep. nothing else, Schroeder. Why aren't they driving at Embiid, trying to get him that third? And if he gets that third foul... Because they left, because um, they left him on, and yeah. they risked they risked it, and I just thought they um they let the 76ers off the hook there without putting lane pressure on Embiid, with the quickness that you had with Tatum and Schroeder on the court at the same, even Marcus Smart on the drive, even Brown on the drive, had yep. like all drivers on the court. Oh, mm. I thought you could have put uh, Embiid under a bit more pressure. Yeah, I agree, and and I I thought for most of the game. Marcus was the only one that was trying to take him on, you know, and the other guys were just sort of settling for, for jump shots. I mean, that, that performance of Tatum, 5 of 14, that, that's one of his worst performances in a while. Like, he did get, yeah. I don't know if you heard, Eastern Conference Player of the Week. Yeah, of course. Uh, Oracle, Marcus Smart uh, didn't play that well in the first little stint. Then the coach calls a timeout. Then he comes yeah. out on fire and yeah. smashes it. And you can see the way he was playing. He was full of beans. But... Towards the end there, I think he made the wrong play there, trying to pull a foul out of the referees yeah. where they're leading but, three minutes to go. Bad call, but yeah. you make those sometimes. I wanted to but ask you, you about uh, a couple of defensive plays from Langsford. Did you see those? There's one great block there. I thought he was just an offensive player. No, actually, Langford um, gets his minutes from his defensive yeah, player. Okay. He's got a strong body. He's athletic. He's got good hands. I've seen him do um, good things in attack as well, and I thought, oh, okay, he's a prospect in attack. Well, he was supposed to be coming out of uh, Indiana. He was, he was their all-time leading scorer, and Indiana's yeah. got a pretty um, notable history. Yeah. So him coming through, you know, people thought he could have been anything, but he, he's missing a couple of key things. He doesn't have that sort of... Um, killer instinct he he doesn't seem to have that drive to get better offensively and things and so offensively he shows some flashes but he's just not consistent enough in that respect sneaky 
One player that stood out to me with you, well, apart from Embiid being awesome, uh, Tobias Harris. You think I thought I would have thought you would have said um, Seth. No, but that's your bias. No, Seth no, 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 no. The no, no. roll today was uh, pretty devastating. Yeah, yeah, I just think he looks like he's lost a little bit of body definition, and I wonder if he's a little bit underdone. And that's because he was physically dominating more people last season, and he looked a, a little more dominant out there in the past. And I think he's lost a little bit. You think? He's talking about Curry. No, Tobias Harris. I don't think so. Tobias Harris has always been a bit of a finesse forward, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, I don't I haven't know. seen him under the under the rim, elbowing uh, people yeah, out. Yeah, I've seen him elbowing. I've seen him doing that. Uh, I just think I he's don't lost. Know what a you're bit. watching? Hey? Uh, no, even I've, no I've, with I've the ball, with the ball in hand. I've seen him like trash talk LeBron. I've seen that. Mm. Yeah, well, who doesn't trash talk LeBron these days? Like, come on, he's an easy target. Yeah, one, I, I one thought one that first page of the first page, James. Yeah, I, I thought that Curry and Harris really kept them going along in that second and oh, third yeah. well, that, quarter. Oh, off the pick and roll, he was devastating. I think he got 14, 16 points off that screen. People, the high screen too that big was setting. I'm looking at his stat line here. He was ten of fourteen shooting and three from three from the three point line. So. You can't ask much more than that. Harris was points three from three shots. And, yeah. and, and B takes five <laughs> and he gets one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Oracle, another player I liked the look of was Neesmith. He looked powerful. He did this awesome breakaway dunk. Who's he? Uh, you know what, Matty? Uh, I'm sort of going a bit off Neesmith. He, he was drafted a couple of years ago as a shooter, but he's come into the league and he just can't hit a shot. You know, he's... He plays a thousand miles an hour, and sometimes he does terrible turnovers and things. Um, Celtics fans are looking at him as a guy who has absolutely no NBA level skill, oh, and no. uh, it was a wasted pick. So he's a guy that, with all these guys out, he should have been one of the guys that sort of steps up and you know makes something of it. But mm. he's just not hitting his threes, and so a lot of his confidence uh, is waning. I think Peyton needs to be uh, to give a, a bit of a shout out to because he was yeah. the guy that gave you that breathing space has with he, four minutes to go. Is he part Oriental in some way, Oracle? Like, has he got what nationality? He, does, is he? he just has beautiful eyebrows. Is that it? Is it? <laughs> That's it. He's got a he's got an eyebrow man. You know, There's something about his eyes. I don't know. Okay. But, yeah, I think we could move on to uh, like uh, a glaring thing is the COVID when you look at. Yeah, who got the yeah. bench time? Bruno gets seven minutes today. I know. And this, this was... Our, <laughs> it's even think, worse than the 76ers then. The, you know what? I think, Pete, this was a huge deal for the Celtics because the only way to guard Embiid is to throw different looks at him and everything. If you, if you give him the same coverage for too long, he'll destroy you. And all we really had was Ennis Freedom. We had no... Horford, no Williams, no... You coming down on the double team on him at all. Yeah, that's right. Because that's so much space. That's right. And I think that's sort of... um, I think it made it very difficult for the Celtics because their game plan has always been, you know, to sort of smother him and and all that. And we just didn't have those guys that know how to play that way. Um, And uh, and by the end, he'd he'd worked out freedom and, um, you know, he ate him up. And even though... um... Yeah, he, he's a distant memory. It just even more exemplifies the the Ben Simmons problem with Embiid, isn't it? Look what happens when Embiid's got the half court to do what he wants in. Well, you know what the the it's Celtics, unplayable. 
Yeah, the Celtics commentators, they didn't actually mention him until like the last minute or two of the game, you know, um, because you guys just seem to be humming along. Tybal did a great job looking after Tatum. Like Tatum got nothing easy. And, yeah. Um, I don't think uh, Simmons would have done any better. He's a he's elite, isn't he? I think I think he can be in that class of defender. Tybal just is a, is just an annoyance. Those oh, he's, arms. He's, he's just... definitely in the top two or three um, perimeter defenders in the league. No doubt about that. But when he's hitting a shot down the end of the game, you know, you know you're getting you're getting beat. He's got, it's funny enough. He's got it. He's got it in him. It's not it's not a rarity. But it is a rarity in the clutch, like it was. That was uh, 97-90 when he hit that three, and that kind of gave us the the well, bit of a spark to come back. You actually didn't miss, uh, from what I can remember in the clutch. Even Danny Green was. Yeah, sure. God, he was he was he was playing busted the whole game. That's what he does. That's how he keeps his spot on the roster. He does nothing for three quarters, and then when you need a three, he just he just. Gets one. Old reliable. Well, he'll make <laughs> a steal. He, he keeps his spot in the rotation. <laughs> yeah. Well, look. So uh, it was. Oracle? It was a game for the taking, but we just didn't have what it took right at the very end. I think that's considering the troops available. I think that both teams put on a uh, a pretty good game. I think so. I think so. Oracle? I mean, you, you know what your bench points were tonight, Pete? Yeah, one point. One. <laughs> that's yeah, it. One. <laughs> Well, look at the bench. <laughs> I know. I, didn't, I never even heard of Bassey or Henry. You oh, know? Bassey's had a, had a few minutes. Henry and uh, Powell. I remember I remember Bassey got past the ball and he dropped it. And um, Doc Rivers wasn't happy at all. He was like, come on, what's wrong with it? And then after that, you didn't see him again. Mate, I was diving for the basketball reference. <laughs> Who are these people? But you're getting that all across the league, isn't it? Hasn't yeah. COVID just decimated? Well, what's your thoughts on that, Matty? Well, I'm thinking, what else could the league have done? They've double-vaxxed all the players and they've got all these protocols in place. Well, most of them anyway. And they've tried their best. I actually thought to myself, the league should have bitten the bullet and reduced the number of games this year. Maybe he dropped it to 50. Like, this is in hindsight. 50? Yeah. I, I kind of thought they were trying to make their money back, you know, that they would... No. Nah. They've gone on a bit of a, you know... I think they tried too lost early. Lost money. You want to rub out 32 games? I'm sorry. That was that game today was good enough for an no. NBA game. Pete, so it's not, it's not it only that, works. Pete. It's the injuries. It's the injuries these players are getting. I don't know. I just think that they're a little bit worn out. What AD's oh. pop, AD's popping his knee, oh. sent him crying off, crying, crying to the bad. dressing room. That looked bad. Yeah. It did. Is he out or what happened? Four weeks. It's yeah, a sprain. But that's four weeks until they take a look at it. They yeah. reckon it's going to be at least six, maybe, maybe even two months at worst. Oh, that's terrible. So what does that mean for the Lakers, Oracle? Well, gee, they don't look really. Very good at the moment, do they? they? They've had by far the easiest schedule and they're only around that 500. I actually watched the last few games that they've played because I wanted to check in and see my old mate Isaiah Thomas play. And um, I saw a lineup where they probably had the worst defensive lineup possible for any team where they had LeBron and um, Carmelo at the two bigs. And then they had Isaiah Thomas... Um, 
Russell Westbrook, and I think it was um, Rondo in the in the other spots, and they just couldn't stop a thing. You know, they they yeah. looked bad, and even with LeBron playing incredible, like it, he had a, a terrific terrific game and played a lot of minutes, they still got beat by uh, DeRozan and the Bulls. Um, great game from him, but. The Lakers are going to do it tough without AD. I don't know how they're going to have anything inside to do any sort of defending or rebounding. I think they've still got a fairly simple schedule over the next two weeks, but I think after that it starts to get uh, starts to crank up in intensity and things. And the Lakers are going to have to go on a run to try and get back into that playoff mix because it's going to be tough going from here. Is it so? Are we looking at a Lakers not making the playoffs this year scenario, Oracle? I kind of think that the top 10 are fairly well sorted in the West. So I think at, at the worst, I think the Lakers are going to at least get that 10th spot and be in that play-in. Yeah, right. Sneaky Pete. There's a couple of annoying teams mm. uh, in around that 10th spot. Mm. The, the Kings and uh, the Spurs. Two teams that you leave your head scratching every time you you watch them play or you're watching the play-by-play. Don't really know what they're about. Buddy Heald seems to play worse when he starts, right? He had he, today. I think he had four turnovers in five minutes. That Gee. guy's hot and cold. Classic hot and cold. I like him. Yeah. I don't know if I like him as a player or just because his name's Buddy. Yeah. Bit bit hard to dislike a guy called Buddy. Ticks a few boxes, actually, doesn't it? Just uh, like it's hard to not like a guy called Admiral Schofield, <laughs> who's playing for Orlando. <laughs> great J- names of the NBA. My favourite's JT Thor. <laughs> That's what's good about COVID. You're getting these great names coming in. I love the, no, the no. great NBA names. Number one, Pete's got to be Facundo Campazzo. <laughs> He's good. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, but that's... I'm a I'm a Bismarck Biombo guy. <laughs> Bismarck. Hey. And, and I go the I go the other way too. Well, um, Spencer Dinwiddie, I like. Uh, what was that? Uh, uh, what was that? Oh, I can't remember his name. Poindexter. Poindexter. <laughs> 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 that no, doesn't Quindry. help me. What was his name? Quindry. Oh, I can't remember. Oh, Older no. What are you talking about? Precious. Oh, Precious, Precious the Chow. Is that him? Nah, nah, nah. Point there Dexter? was a guy who played for a Spurs called Quindry something or other. Yeah, I don't right. know. But there's plenty of them out there. They're all coming thick and fast to the great names. I just reckon that um, yeah, players are worn out. Uh, and, mm. I, and I hope they come good. Like, you look at Luca, the expectations that were on him this year... Uh, yeah. and what he's actually delivered. He was injured at the Olympics and obviously didn't get much of an off-season in, and then they're desperate for him to come back. He's overweight, he's just not in fitness, and like they look terrible, and he does not have an opportunity to get fit. Yeah. Uh, well, Luca's out yeah, with I... an ankle injury. They got smashed by the uh, Timberwolves today, the Mavs. What do you reckon, Oracle? Yeah, well, I think even... Uh... A better example is someone like um, Kevin Durant, who, you know, is coming back from a terrible Achilles yeah. injury. And the dude's playing like almost 48 minutes every game. Mm. You know, he's barely sitting a minute. And I think that's why they decided, okay, they're going to let Kyrie chip in uh, from this point on because they're just, 
they're just wearing out Durant at this yeah, point. And, um, you know, you'd hate to see him get an injury because of that workload this year. You know, I was glad that Kyrie's back. I was starting to worry a little bit about his mental health. Uh, Sneaky, do you have much uh, knowledge? I know on? how much mental health, you know, you, it's a subject you're very interested in. Mm. I'd, <laughs> you're only thinking about Kyrie's mental health now? No, I thought he's a, he's a strong. <laughs> well, we can't we can't have him watching the news. That's it. That you can't have him sitting home watching the news because he's going to find a he's going to find an issue with something. More CNN that Kyrie watches the the greater the risk of him sitting out the rest of his career because of some injustice somewhere in you know Bangladesh yeah. or some somewhere like that. Right, he fights what he believes in. You got to give him that. Uh, well, so, they're thrown in the tower. Everyone's getting um, everyone's getting the new variant. So, they, they, yeah. what's what's the point of sitting in? Like, really, what is the? Oh, point is that of what it was? Well, he he has entered um, that COVID uh, protocols now. Hmm. He's not getting like straight back in the team, and uh, you would imagine that he'd be someone that would get it. You know, having no um, vaccines at all. Hmm. Um, so then he's going to miss more time as well. But, you know, it just shows you how desperate they are that a couple of months ago saying, nah, it'll be too much of a distraction, stay at home. And now, you know, they've basically got no choice. Mm. Does he come back saying, yeah, like I won, like I, you know, I stuck to my guns. And I'd like to it, see he... him come back and put up 30 a game. That's what I'd like to see. Yeah. I'd like to see him carve up. And like, well, what's go, the other hey, guy? Isaac, back. is he back? Who? The guy from Orlando that sat out. Oh no, but but he's injured. Oh, is he? Yeah. So yeah, he... Oracle got some big guns getting injured, but Timberwolves. I sort of wanted to touch a little bit on that. Oh yeah. Like uh, Kyrie. Let's see what happens when he comes back. Mm. I think uh, on the uh, Nets. <sighs> Depends who's on the court in the finals, and if KD's got some legs. Really, it's what it comes down to with them. Uh, they're going to be there. Kyrie coming in, getting accustomed to the team. They want him back around the guys because. Can I yeah. can I jump in quickly? We can talk about great names. Whoever, whoever the mother and father of David Duke for the Nets. <laughs> oh, like my God, like he's yeah. what twenty something. You think so they'd know about that guy? He, he, it was right in the prime. Too. Yeah. <laughs> it was right when he was the guy was famous. Imagine being a black guy called David Duke. Anyway, go on. <laughs> Great names of the NBA. You know who David Duke is, uh, Matty? Oh, I think so. I think so. Uh, yeah, so getting on to then the Timberwolves. Yeah. Carl Anthony Towns is looking good. They've been on the run. They beat the Nuggets, the Lakers, and the Mavs. Uh, I'm liking the look of the Timberwolves. I'm liking Carl Anthony Towns um, playing great. Uh, basketball towns is just looking fit hitting shots uh, looks full of confidence uh i'm liking d'angelo russell he's um hitting some big shots and playing with some swagger uh have you guys caught any of them yeah they kind of um they kind of figured out they were losing games and, and thought hey Perhaps we might pass it to Cat a bit more. Aha! <laughs> and we might, uh, instead of uh, Edwards, just uh, th- chucking them up from everywhere. Edwards but is like, looking um, good at times too. I like him. But yeah, yeah I see I what like you're saying. Too. But... There's nothing. He's a great kid. Got some spring on him too. Mm. I think um, 
Vanderbilt is coming on. Yeah, oh. well, he's an old uh, Nuggets boy, he isn't is. he, Matty? I reckon, Pete, if you were, ooh, what, six inches taller, well, actually, maybe not four inches taller, you would have been a similar player to Vanderbilt. I like his gait and the cut of his yeah, jib. Very Egan-esque. So, yeah, I actually Tough, think he's been a big difference for them. Yeah, he has. Can't because shoot, but can roll to the it, basket. You know, but but they, they've always defender. been a team that could score, but were just pitiful defensively. Yeah. But he's come in. They put him on um, LeBron James, and LeBron James had to work. You know, like It wasn't an easy did thing you, did, scoring over him. And in the meanwhile, Jared Vanderbilt's you know, getting almost 20 rebounds. Did you see LeBron threw the ball in his face on purpose today? Oh, he wouldn't do that on purpose, not LeBron. He like he pretended to pass it to nobody and just threw it straight into Vanderbilt's face. You think uh, LeBron rebounded off and went bit, went to uh, his own player? It was like he meant it. You think so? Oh, no, he's, he's like one of those old dogs that gets like like you trust them the the whole life, and then when they get a bit old and blind and a bit slower, yeah. they start getting a bit more snippy. More, Snippy at people, you know, mm. they don't come near me anymore. Is don't, he just, you, don't you know who I am? Is he getting a bit frustrated with how bad the Lakers are? Is he looking over at Cleveland Cavaliers thinking, you know what, I might make a comeback uh, but you have to, to Cleveland? I think it's the team that he built, isn't it? He's got say on who comes, surely. He oh, got yeah, Camilo it's, it's Anthony there. It's not working. So hang on. Is he on a one year deal, Oracle? LeBron? Yeah. Now, he actually signed um, a four-year deal um, back before, oh. but it must be getting close to the end of that. Imagine um, he was on a one-year deal or had an ability to re-sign somewhere next year and re-signed at the Cavs. That's what he would do. I Imagine that. that. The Cavs are looking pretty good. Imagine <laughs> that. I'd Talk love to see that. From boys to I wouldn't want him. You wouldn't? The Cavs are on the up. I'll take him back. The king. No, yeah, but, um, getting back to the uh, Timberwolves, Matty, I think that um, Vanderbilt was just the piece they needed. They needed yeah. someone with some toughness and some defense and can rebound because as good as uh, Towns is, he's never been a good rebounder or defender. You couple that with um, you know bringing in Pat Beverly as well. It's just sort of changed their attitude defensively and Toreen is there? Prince is there as well. He's he's pretty handy on the bench. Yeah, but like I, I think particularly those two that they fire up the crowd and everything like that. So they give them that that sort of injection of um, energy that I don't think you could have relied on for a guy like um, Towns or or even um, uh, their point guard. Um, uh, what's his name? Jeez, I'm Russell. Uh, Russell. That's right. So. Having that in it has made a big difference. But I think the biggest difference, and I know he's been out lately, has been their um, their sensation, Anthony Edwards. He's yeah, been, he looks good. He's been outstanding. And, well, it's a uh, triple threat, right, in offense with them. They've got a good passer. And I, I reckon Russell, you know, he's a bit slow, but he's a good, he's a good point guard. And then you've got... A, Edwards, who's just an, an energy machine, and Towns. It's a pretty decent triple threat with the with the Wolves. It is. And um, I actually heard uh, another pundit say that um, the Edwards relationship with um, Towns reminds him 
going back a few years of um, Lillard taking over the Blazers from a LaMarcus Aldridge, a guy that Ooh. was the superstar there, and then a young guy's come through that's that's better. And uh, that ended up um, with, of course, uh, Aldridge wanting out. I wonder how it will go here. Because I see some similarities myself. Really? Well, Dame's coming back. Funny you mentioned him. Dame's uh, hit a purple patch. He scored 32, <laughs> I think. 32. I said I said he's going to struggle to score. I said he's going to struggle to... He was out to pasture, you said. He, he is. Pete, I said he would Not struggle. Enough, Pete. Pete. I said he would struggle to score 35 regularly in the modern NBA. Every player struggles to score 35 regularly in the NBA. Name one player that's averaging 35. Nah, he went through a <laughs> purple on. patch, Pete, where he was sinking 40s, you know, 45s, 50s. And I said, those days are over. He's going to struggle to hit 35 on any regular basis. I'm just saying, that that whole him being a mega scorer thing's over. Scored 32 the other day. Yeah. And he's still, so I'm still right. Thank you. <laughs> Thank yeah. you for highlighting it. Keep Go back and check the tape. Yeah, 35 points a game, average player. And uh, I'll, I'll, I'll tell, you, tell, you what, Mate, tell you what Bitcoin's going to be in two Pete, months. Pete, he's, he basically sees himself as in charge of that franchise. And I'm he just... Is. Well... Who, is, who else is? I'll tell you what, I'm not backing him. Covington? <laughs> Rocco? I'm not backing him. Oracle, like, are you? Are, if you're the uh, GM of the Blazers, are you b- putting your future of the Blazers on the back of Dame Lillard? Is he going no. to take you anywhere? No, 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 no. I'd, I'd be calling up Sixers right now and yeah. saying, okay, let's have uh, Simmons. You can have let's um, do it. Lillard. Let's yeah. do it. Straight up. Yep. <laughs> well, that's off the table. That's no chance of happening. Well, you don't want it. You don't want him. He's committed. Who's committed? I don't know. Dane. No. Dane's No. Loves it in form. What the deal is now. They've got no chance of making the playoffs now. Oracle, what what is happening now is Maury said he's got to go out and hit at least 30 on three occasions before I'll even think about it. And so he's probably going out trying to hit 30. I think that um, Blazers are looking more and more desperate every week. Oh, yeah. Nah, but a franchise um, in decline. I, I don't think yep. Kane would actually improve your team all that much, even if you got there, because then you'll have him and Seth Curry in the backcourt, a tiny backcourt, exactly the same like how Portland struggled all the time because they don't have any uh, height um, yeah, in the well, backcourt. Yeah, well, but you look, they got Embiid. That's what yeah, well, Blazers thought yeah. they had an Embiid, and he's just not that good. Yeah. But Nurkic. Nurkic. Well, they had Nurkic. And even with Nurkic, they could barely... Exactly. Um, Do you he, is he back from that, that horrible leg break? Did he ever come back? Uh, never. Because before that, he was... He was all right. He was pretty good. Like, I was betting on Nurkic quite a bit, and he, he earned me quite a bit of money. He got old, I think, and a and bit heavier and a bit injured and, yeah. Uh have you got either of you guys noticed a resurgence of D'Angelo Russell actually doing some good work? Haven't we already talked about him? No. I think he's I think he's um I think he's leading the team in like that plus minus and everything. Mm. And I think um 
he's still got a sweet stroke on him. Like that's that's something that um, is special about him. Um, but I do think he's probably doing a little bit better job, as Pete said, of just organising the team. I think he can sometimes go into a mode where he's just looking for his own shot. But I think in the last couple of weeks, as they've been playing better, he's just doing a better role as being that floor general that they're looking yeah. for. Yeah. Anyway, definitely agreeing about the uh, the addition of Vanderbilt into the lineup. I think they're playing uh, as a team. They're defending tight. They're defending as a team. Uh, and he's just out there uh, going hard. He's doing really You're well. You're sorry you let him go? Well, I am now considering how many injuries we've got. Yeah. I, he showed things. He showed things, but he needed time on the court. Can I say he reminds me a little bit, not as good yet, but he gives me that bit of that uh, Dennis Rodman vibe. Ooh, I thought you were going to say Serge Barker, but okay. Serge Barker? No. Rodman. Rodman, in terms of like his defensiveness, even his body shape and... His rebounding and how hard he plays. Yeah, okay. He is a bit, he is a bit fiery though, too, isn't he? he, like is. he yeah. I saw him like um, cheap shot a few guys as well. Yeah. Well, that's why I bet you that's why LeBron threw the ball in his face. Uh, the other team I wouldn't mind talking about uh, is the Spurs. Uh, we haven't talked about them much this season uh, at all. I watched for, them for a reason. Yeah, I watched them play a double header against the Nuggets with a day break in between out at San Antonio. You know the ones they do at the end of a uh, of a road trip. And San Antonio won the first game. Nuggets won the second game, and I had a pretty good look at them. Well, they got some good players, and I actually think Pop's doing pretty well. Those guys, I like Murray, and yeah. they've got a whole bunch of guys there with good height and length and, and uh, smarts and wanting to defend. Uh, yeah, I like what they're doing there. Oracle, have you seen much of them? Yeah, and I think we said how they were the one team that didn't have that young up-and-coming superstar that got everybody excited. And But I kind of think that DeJounte Murray this year has elevated his game to a level where he is a guy um, to take note of. He is a guy that can score whenever he wants and he's terrific defensively and... Um, I actually heard a team, uh, one guy say, would you trade him for Simmons? And they said they thought that San Antonio would say no because really? Murray's become that good this he year. He is good. That that um, that pricked up my ears. I'd yeah. take him in a second. He yeah. he he won't he won't be mentioned, but his numbers are MVP candidate. Really, considering he's a two way player, he is a triple double threat. Yeah, if you're looking at the betting markets. If he could pop, if he could, if he could score consistently, maybe five to ten points more, mm. he'd be right in the running. He's got a the hell guy, of a he's got a hell of an NBA body. He's too, a hasn't hell he? of a rebounder. Yeah, he's a he's got a great pass, big shoulders. He's strong. and he's a great defender. Yep. So Athletic. he's got the all round game. He's the all round yeah. package, and you know, he's, I suppose. His numbers were a lot, a, a lot like. He scores a bit more, but they're a lot like Simmons in his number. Simmons when he was playing well, his yeah. numbers are, are very similar. Different styles of play, but the production-wise, are very, very similar. Yeah, he's really developed his three-point shot. It's still yeah. not to a point where 
you call it a real weapon just yet, but it, it's enough just to... He's confident enough to take him now. That's yeah. right, yeah. And, and just to keep the defences honest, you know, and that's sort of all he needs right now. But, um, yeah, he's really emerged. I've always actually liked Keldon Johnson as well. Like, uh, yeah. he, for mine, he's one of the more athletic players at his position, and he's a guy that, like, I'll watch, and he'll do something that I've never seen before, you know. Um, like, even around guys like Brown and Tatum, he'll do something that's just over-the-top athletic over them, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jock got some uh, time today. He did all right. He put up two three-pointers today. Jock Landau, the mm. Aussie. Ooh. He played well. Yeah, he got eight points, five rebounds, one assist. What positions he play, Pete? What's he do? He's center. center. Oh. Yeah, he two, two three-pointers, 100%. He was- he was actually mentioned on ABC News this after uh, this evening. Really? They're talking about um, Aussie players in the NBA that and Tommy how. Rag. <laughs> yep, and how um, next year that Makur uh, Makur is looking to make a jump into the uh, NBA. I tell you what, like you put, you got him, you got Giggles Giddy. He scored thirty today, twenty-eight. Yeah, eighteen. That was it. Yeah. Mm. The other. Pulled out 18, and today he had big numbers too. Yeah. I think. No, I think he had 20 something. Game. Yeah, he looked good. But they beat the they beat the Grizz today. It was, it was funny on that Grizz game. I watched the highlights, and it was 80% Morant, two, uh, 20% Shea Gildress, and Morant lost. And it was all Morant in the highlights. Uh, really? Look, yeah. Look, Desmond Bain outplayed Morant. So, mate, so did that, uh, Dylan what Brooks. They show. It's the packages they show. I'm telling you. Um, but well, that was his you, first game back. Exactly. Yeah. But you look at the box score, and Giddy did really well. Giggles. Oh, yeah. Oh, mate. Five, what, we got 19, 5, and 11. Wow. He, he, come on. Someone come in for a trade for Giggles, Giddy. Like, where could he, Okay, let's, let's put this out. Where, where would you like to see him? Where would he go? I know I'd like him at the 76ers, but I think he'd be perfect. But, you know um, what I'd like to you see? You know what? A team that was going to take him and that didn't end up taking him in the draft, but people thought he would be a great fit was the Warriors. Oh. Oh. Imagine with his vision. Wow. You know, all these guys darting around. Like, they took that Moses Modi and Kaminga and stuff, but if he was on there, I think he would have been getting really good minutes on that team. Well, you guys laughed at me at the start of the season when he was doing some assists. I predict he's going to turn into an elite passer of the ball. Pete. I believe he's I called him. doing this in his him. rookie year. He has he's, he's yep. highlight reel is sensational. I believe I labelled him with the potential to be the Aussie Larry Bird. You also said Michael Porter Jr. was Kevin Durant. Junior, yes. <laughs> um, I yeah, watching the OKC, Shea Gildress is awesome, but I'd like to see Giddy in the Lakers. He's got the hair for it. He'd sell some jerseys. Yeah, and talk about giving having an opportunity. If he turns that team around, and they he, that team could go all the way with just one extra piece, I reckon he might be the difference. And if he is, what a way to say hello to the league. And they love the token white, good white guy, the trier, don't they, over there at the Lakers? They loved Alex Caruso. So he's an upgrade from Alex Caruso. Well, they like Austin Reeves now. That's right. <laughs> they love him. Because he can play. I don't have many bench guys that can play anymore over there. So, uh, Oracle, anything? Oh, 
I'm just sort of going through some of the things that we're talking about. Ta- uh, talking about Steph Curry uh, with his record-breaking uh, game. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? He overtook one of. Uh, a, would you call him a Celtic great? Ah, you know, an important Celtic player. I, should, I guess you could say. I don't know if he'll ever have his number retired. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't, I don't know, but um, I guess it's a big thing, you know. Uh, Curry said that he'd never considered himself the greatest shooter until he got this record. Now he's happy to say it. Oh, good. Um, it was. It was the. Good to have some in, clarity. The, say that again. It's good to have some clarity. You know that now he will consider himself the greatest. But he wouldn't have before then. It's good to have clarity on that. That's Thank right. you, That's Steph. Right. You know, and good on him. You yeah. know, like, he yeah. is the best shooter of all time. No one uh, can argue that. Do you reckon in the modern um, era, if Dale Ellis uh, was playing, that he might have had a better chance? Hang on. He's not even the best shooter in the family. Seth's got a better percentage. The thing about, <laughs> thing about Steph is that he can shoot it in so many different ways. He can shoot off the dribble. He can shoot it off. Um, you know, coming off screens. He can shoot it from anywhere, um, deep as well. Mm. Um, yeah, so I'll give there's you that. no one that's got the same versatility in that shot as he's had, you know. Mm. And also the speed that he's got in his release, I think is about the fastest as well. And there's some stat that even after all the threes he's taken, he's still at 45%, crazy. you know, which is crazy when you're taking about that's 10 crazy. a game. Like, you look at him today, he went, I think it was uh, four from 12. And, you know, it doesn't deter him. He just, if you're shooting 45, you just know, you just, it's numbers game. Just throw them up, throw them up. I think he can have games got, like today and still be shooting 45% in career. That's right. And he's got, like, usually two guys on him, you know, and if he and gets he's just got the best the perimeter defender, too, like, of the opposite, opposing team. That's right, the best defender, yeah. So he'll, like, an open look, he must be, like, about 70%. I, I hardly ever see him miss an open look. The only ones he misses is when he's, like, you know, running at full speed and turning and then firing one up, you know. Yeah, so he's a phenomenal player, and he's changed the game. Yeah. I don't think anyone's changed the game as much as he has, you know. Everyone wants to be Steph Curry. All the kids out in the playgrounds, they're not trying to be LeBron. They're trying to be Steph. Well, look at Trey Young. He's trying to be Curry. What? He throws them up from everywhere. Mm. And any player, like doesn't matter their height now, it's all about that three-pointer. I think Steph was the one that popularised that. So congratulations to him. It was um, considered on NBA.com uh, their number one play of the week. I thought it was going to be this other play, Matty. We spoke about it briefly oh, before. I know which one you're talking about. Where Shea Gilgis-Alexander hit uh, a three Oh. That looked like it was going to win them the game. That was amazing. And then Devontae Graham hits the longest three-point shot buzzer beater, game winner of all time to win the game. You know, I don't think I could have even like made the backboard or the ring at all, just the distance. That was a hoik. Well, you struggled from the free throw line. So, of course, you wouldn't make that. But whose assignment was it? Because the, the way uh, Shay reacted, it looked like it was him. It was dirty. Like, it, was, it was supposed to be him. But, but even, no like, even the other um, Pelicans on the court, like you saw Brandon Ingram, he's like just looking down like filthy or whatever, you know, chucking up some rubbish, and then it goes in, you know. So no one expected 
But it's a the it's one of the all time great um team reaction shots, isn't it? Like and everyone everyone had like you saw Giddy had a rea- his reaction. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was watching this top ten list and that comes on at number two and I thought, What? What's gonna be better than this? And then it was Steph Curry's, you know, three points. What's the what's the story? When's when's Clay? When's Clay? You know, no, it's come. gonna be soon. Like they thought it was gonna be um Late December, early January. So yeah, they definitely said after Christmas. Yeah. So where's so... he going to come in? Like he's coming. Like who's going to lose the minutes? Like uh, uh, Lee. Yeah, it'd be it'd be something like that. Like they'll still do that thing where they, you know, um, I think they have a pretty similar rotation um, with um, Poole sort of coming into sort of spell the guards and. Um, I was just looking at the play-by-play. Do you know what happened to Kaminga today? He only got Apparently, six minutes. He went terrific. Well, because all the guys were sitting. Fair enough. He, got, he was in the starting yeah. the starting five, and he got six minutes. Oh. And the other day, he got 20 points, and I was really excited. And I put him in my dream team. And he got six I don't know if he got injured or what, or they, but six minutes. Did... Um... Kerr give him the hook? Did he make a couple well, of mistakes? Well, he's the, he's the thing. I was only watching the play-by-play, and he missed three three-pointers in a row. <laughs> and, like, I, I thought to myself... Had enough. I thought to myself, and Curry is on the court. Maybe Curry hooked him. <laughs> You're taking my shots, mate. That's not that's not what happens. Kaminga's going for the record. Just drive, buddy. <laughs> he, he, he wants to get Curry's record by the time he retires. <laughs> Yeah, well, he's going the wrong way about it. Watch and learn, son. But he he played well the other day. He looks like a good prospect. Have you seen much of him, Oracle? Um, well, look, I know that he's like super raw. You know, like in the games that I've watched of um of the um, Warriors, he hasn't played all that much. So he's not a guy that's on my radar right now. I'm. There's a couple of other rookies I'm more excited with. Um, Do you want I saw to Scotty Barnes play yeah. again the other day. How did he go? He he destroyed the other team. Really? He was just all over the court. And and I found a, a funny stat that I wouldn't have expected was that um, Anthony Edwards and LaMelo Ball, they're younger than these guys uh, that came in this year. Really? <laughs> yeah. So Evan Mobley and all those guys that are in, um, Anthony Edwards is still younger than them. Yeah, okay. So are you, you must be still high on the Cavs and liking what Mobley's doing. Oh, I really am, yeah. They're, they're actually, I think they're, they're, they're my second favourite team to watch yeah, now. Yeah, even Usman's playing well. <laughs> that's how you know they're a... Yeah. That's, uh, that's why I think they're LeBron's great, looking I, over. You know what, you're right, Oracle. They're, I think they're everyone's second team at the moment. Yeah. I I love watching um, Garland play. I do. Yeah. I reckon Allen at the moment is one of the yeah. best to watch. Mobley is great to watch. Then you got Kevin Love is just coming off the bench and just you know casually getting you know, ten and ten. <laughs> and, well, here's a question for you, Maddie and Pete. In the All Star game, we're going to have a Cav in there. They're coming third right now in the East. That surely they need a rep. Who would it be? Ooh, mm. uh, uh, Alan. Oh, well, the centres in the east. You'd have to put Mobley in, wouldn't you? Like, nah, he, he's can the you one who's transformed the team 
If you're putting a rookie rookie into an all-star game, that's a big statement. That's a huge statement. I know. Is he worth it? I reckon he is. Who was the last? Last rookie to get in. Was it Kobe? Well, see, I wouldn't be surprised if it's Kobe because he would have got the votes, you'd think. Um, But, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe Zion was the last. Did he play? I don't think he did. Well, maybe he didn't. I don't think oh. he did either. Have you seen that that picture going around, that photoshopped one of Zion Williamson? Looks... <laughs> <laughs> you poor, can't help but laugh, Poor mate. bastard. <laughs> Come on. Give him a they, break. They, they put some more pounds on him, but they got him in the <laughs> Give him a oh. break. Zion. Wow, that's a good question, isn't it? What of Zion? What is going on? Yeah, I uh, I think that the... I think this, you know what's bad about what's happening to Zion. Can I you guess? Know what's the worst thing? Yes, is? I predicted it. Yeah, that's it. Thank you. you. It is the worst thing about it. Mm-hmm. The, the, the natural finally gets one right. <laughs> hey, I'm batting pretty good odds with some of my. Yeah, you big the Radley going? Go away. Does he even play anymore? <laughs> I don't watch NRL, mate. I'm having, nah, I'm having a sabbatical. He's still, he's still playing. Uh, yeah, look, oh, you'll I, be off the sabbatical next year for sure. Look, I think uh, the Zion scenario is just as I predicted it. Uh, he is too big and he wants to be big and he doesn't have the discipline to not be big, not be too big. That's it. Wow. You're not going to get it done. Th- I, I'm, I'm... Could, could he, Matt? Yeah. Could he be like, um, like Jokic, where his first couple of years is a bit overweight and all that, but well, then then jump. Yeah, but but then he, you know, he figures it out like Jokic has, and he'll yeah. start taking care so, of himself. Is that possible? Well, the problem Could is still put a bet on him. The problem is, is that Jokic is a mental player, not necessarily a physical athlete. He's skillful. He's slow. He uses his brain. Uh, he gets the shot that he wants. He plays the mental game. And that gets better with age. Zion, who is a physical specimen, physical athlete, doesn't have that nuance to his game that Jokic has. So I can't see him uh, turning into a fine wine of the NBA world. Uh, and getting better with age, I think. My my thought though was that how I think that Jokic has really um, doubled down on looking after his body and his yeah. physique and his conditioning in the last couple of years, and that's really what's propelled him to be from a very very good player and all star to now an MVP caliber player. Oracle. Can a guy like Zion and a guy like Luca? They've had a couple of years. Can they? Like um, Jokic, think, all right, now it's time to really okay. get in shape. I, I get it now. I'll put this to Pete. I think the only way that's going to happen if if either of those two go to somewhere like Miami where they're made to get fit and they put the effort in to these guys' body and they, you know, there needs to be a trade involved. Uh, that's a double-edged sword. Miami, they could be lounging around the pool with Jimmy. 
I don't see so drinking uh, cocktails. I don't surely. I don't see surely Dallas and the Pelicans. Surely they're putting every resource they can into these guys. I don't see him to shredding be, up. Those guys it's a culture. To do it. It's a culture thing. He's got to want to do it. It's a culture yeah, thing. Yeah, right. And, and so it, he's got to go to a team with a culture of um, excellence in fitness. And I don't think you can just change that. Say, all right, mate, we're going to have a fitness culture now, and he's just going to change. So I think that Luca and uh, Zion have to be moved. That's a good question. Who do you think the fittest team in the league is? Well, most people Spurs? say the Heat, don't they? Yeah, Spurs are fit. Spurs? Oh, I think the Warriors are pretty good too. Yes. Yeah. I mean, like I, I noticed that. I always thought it was their offensive zipping around, but when I watched them play defense, it's the same there. Every time you drive, there's two or three on the ball, then they get back to the shooters. They're, they're running around scrambling everywhere. Yeah. I think um, the Bucks are pretty fit too. Yeah. Like, so this, Drew, got Drew Holiday's, like, he just looks like a... Oh, he, yeah, he's made out of granite. But he, yeah. when you've got a guy like Giannis as your leader, like yeah. how can you go in and say, oh, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it easy, this a training phase. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you can't. Yeah, so it's a culture thing. And okay, who's the who's the least fittest? Mavs. Mavs, yeah. Pelicans. Pelicans. <laughs> Mavs, Pelicans. If you go and buy kilos, oh, it's probably the Pelicans. <laughs> They're all in the hospital. Yeah, it'd be the Pelicans if you go and buy kilos. Or pounds over ideal weight, you know what I mean? Yeah, I just, I, I, like, because, you know, you got got um, Zion's... Um, contract coming up like he could be paid like they did with that michael porter jr they could yeah. have given him the money now um and are they going to say oh look we'll give you the max but hey you got to reach this weight or you got to do this or or whatever could be the cautionary tale though couldn't it? i don't know like michael porter jr look yeah. what happened exactly like, it, it's a tough one you know like i think they still got to give it to him um they're definitely but, thinking trade value surely at the moment like it has to be in the corner of their mind of letting him go. Pete, I'm... would you take him? At at the 76ers? Yeah. No. For Simmons? No. No. Imagine you had income off the bench. What's the, what's the point? Having one guy, okay, one guy's on the on the psychiatrist's couch and the other guy's in the, you know. At Maccas. The, the tank. <laughs> the hyperbaric chamber. No, look, like, no, no. no way do they trade him because... This is their once in a lifetime chance to have like a, a superstar on their team. Like they, these guys don't come around. It's more likely that he does work it out and decide he's going to, you know, take care of his body. Then they're going to just be in the wilderness for another 10, 20 years until so they get another guy. In such a short period of time. How can you blow up like that? Like, isn't it? These are supposed to be professional athletes. Yeah. Don't they have nutritionists? They do. Don't they, would. Don't they have... Well, well Embiid's got on... one. And Embiid... I've got one, yeah. Embiid? Yeah, Embiid's got one. Yeah, well, look at Embiid. He's, he's chiseled. Yeah. But he's got... he's got Embiid's got the knee problem. that is always a worry. The dark cloud over over the head of Embiid is what's happening with his knobblies. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you think like a, a professional... If you, you're putting so much money... And you're banking your whole franchise on this guy, and you let him get that way. He's yeah. a youngster too. Yeah, like 
I think who's cracking the whip? But I think I think they try, Pete. But like in the end, it's got to be that player's got to decide that he's committed and he's bought into it. You know, Pete, Pete do they it, need if, to get you over there as a life coach? Like, what has he got the hammer going through Wendy's every day or something? <laughs> like, what is he doing? Well, Oracle, as well, Oracle he, said, he's got that's a wallet to it. That's some great Creole cooking down in there, isn't it? Yes, that's right. Cajun cooking down in the New Orleans. He's got that's a wallet right. to it. He's got a barbecue and stuff like that. Cajuns? Like, maybe. Yeah, those ribs. Well, you wouldn't be at the fast food. You'd be down at the barbecue. But yeah. still, like, because it's not even a matter of the injury now. Well, the injury you get over, yeah, you, it's rehabilitation. Then you've got to get him fighting fit. Yeah, so it, it could it could look like that he misses the whole season. I I would be tempted on sitting him because what's going to happen? He's going to come back and do another injury and well, see, this is the thing. So Pete, out of, they're going to miss so him anyway. His contract is due next year, right? So they sit him, and he comes back. Then they've got to sign him. Then they haven't had a look at him for. A whole year and a half, you know, it's going to be, going to be tough going there. If I was the Pelicans, I'd be leaking it to everyone who's willing to listen that this guy is no good. He keeps eating, his diet's terrible, just so he signs again. So no <laughs> one wants him. No, no one's willing to take the risk. So that, that sounds like that sounds like a um, a Sixers move. Yeah, telling everyone how Simmons is crazy. Get out of the Maury playbook. Oh, hope you don't want him. Yeah, the Maury <laughs> playbook. Sneak, Wait, come on. This is mate. the NBA. Come on, You've got to mate! Play these games, otherwise you're left behind. Maddie, wouldn't you think Pete would have learnt after what they've done with Simmons that that doesn't work? He's too heartless. These these are people who, who would have who would have known that that Simmons would you know do a heart leech because he missed a dunk in a final? Like oh. you can't guarantee these things. Like you what? think these you think these players are men? Like and B comes out, you should have dunked it. Everyone in the world, everyone in the world of sports. You dogged it. The best thing he could have said, he held up my head, held up his head and said, "Yeah, I should have dunked it." What an idiot I am. Sorry, I'll do better next season. Nah, runs. I've got back spasms now. Yeah, like, yeah. mate Simmons. Every every day that passes, that guy goes down in my estimations. Yeah. Okay. Oracle. Let's have a look at the Eastern Conference standings. Uh, yeah. Top six, Brooklyn, Chicago, Cavs, Milwaukee, Heat, 76ers. The Nets are on 21, Bulls 19, equal with the Cavs and the Bucks. And then just in behind them, you've got the Heat on 18, 76ers 16, equal with the Wizards at seven, and also equal to the Hornets. That's a pretty stacked top six because it, it goes back. The Celtics are 15 points and Raptors are 14, equal with the Hawks yep. at 11. Like, between... The sixth spot, you got two points, and there's one, two, three, four, five, six teams. Yeah, so this schedule where all these guys are out, it could mean that a team that should be up there, so for example, the Bulls, mm. who, who deserve to be up there, you know, they have a couple of guys out or whatever over a couple of weeks. They could end up dropping down to sixth or seventh or eighth or something like that. The you know? Hawks so, are at 11 on 14, but they're only one game. Oh, sorry, two games behind the 76ers, and they're at 11. Yeah, that's right. So that's why with all these players out and you're going to be playing games with half a team or just a couple of players, it's going to have huge ramifications come the end of the year when you know, this seeding matters. So 
yeah, having it all close like this is going to mean that there's going to be some good teams that are going to be in some tough spots and maybe some teams like Atlanta or, or whatever, you know, a couple of things go wrong there. Why they might not even make it to that top 10. Well, you got to well, look at New York. Yeah. Oh, how'd you like Kemba's game against the Celtics? Yeah, the he, he had a great game. But the thing was, wasn't it, Pete, where he had like 30 by the third quarter and then fourth quarter, we didn't see nothing out of him, you yeah. know, and, and that was sort of... But the thing that really stood out to me is that Randall looked, um, he did not look good. Uh, we could stop him really whenever we wanted to. We could put any number of guys on him, and he had a lot of trouble. It looks like he's lost a little bit of um, zip, a little bit of uh, um, speed, and mm. all he speed. really had was the outside shot, and uh, it really isn't his, um, shouldn't be his go-to. Has he lost some physicality there, Pete? Because you watch him a bit. Um, I'm not willing to write off Randall just yet. I think um, New York have... They've got a lot of problems because they've got too many options. Ah. Um, They're not all firing at once. They go through spurts of form this year where you get RJ playing well. Hmm. I quickly playing well. Like, look at, you know, would you ever bet on Fournier? Like, who knows what he's going to do every nah. time he laces up a shoe? Nah. Well, well, what we do know, he won't be able to defend. We know that. Yeah, we know that. But, you know, what's he going to do on the offensive end? He can go one for 10 or he can get you know, 10, 10 from 12. If you're saying, yeah. though, each team needs a shooter and needs someone who can score on their night, and like, but he's such streaky. But well, you look at say the Celtics version of that and the Nuggets version of that are guys that are like five foot eight, you know, who can just shoot and score. Uh, he's got something about him. He can score, and he's a lot bigger than those freaky scorers. Who is five foot eight in the Celtics? What's his name? Peterson, Parkinson, Oracle, Peyton Pritchard. Peyton Pritchard. Peyton Pritchard. How tall is he? I think he's like six foot. Six foot no one. Way. Yeah, no way. Yeah. <laughs> he is. He's 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 butt, it's just that he's not athletic. <laughs> <laughs> no way. He looks a lot shorter than he, he is. He looks short. Him, Campazo, um, Howard for the Nuggets. I'm just saying. Uh, he's on good money, though. You're paying, you give him that. He's on good money, and he doesn't deliver every Knicks, game. I think for the Knicks, they built their season last year on defense. They had defensive-minded guards that maybe weren't the greatest scorers, but you could trust them to sort of lock down and start off their game well defensively, and then you bring in a guy like Rose to boost the scoring, whereas this year their guards have been really porous and uh, people are just going by them like they're not there, and then they put too much pressure on the bigs to try and block the shots. They get in foul trouble. Everything capitulates. And if they're not knocking down those shots and they are streaky shooters, then they've got no chance of winning. It's all they're about all streaky shooters. It's just, shooters. I think that like Coach Tibbs has always been about defense and he just doesn't have the right combination of players there that can play the style he wants. I don't really like their centers either, like Mitchell Robinson and Nerlens Nile. Well, so I, they were great last year, didn't they? Yeah, I, I don't like them this year. Uh, they don't fill me with confidence. And I think their form uh, decline has a lot to do, and because well, Robinson was in and out last year as well, 
um, might have something to do with the Randall poor performance because the focus is on Randall. You control, you handle the Randall, you've beaten the Knicks. Yeah. Yeah, look, yeah, yeah. But, but see, I think getting back to the, the guards being easy to get around, when, when you have a, a good defense and the center then can back you up, then he sort of knows what to do. But if you're just getting your guy beat and now all of a sudden Mitchell Robinson's got to get across over here to try and block a shot and he ends up committing a foul and everything gets pulled out of the game, it's a different sort of a thing. If they had a bit more consistency defensively on the perimeter, he wouldn't be always put in that position of trying to save the day. And and then that just sort of knocks him out of the game early. And he's never been good at um, playing and not drawing fouls. That's always been a problem of his, but now it's just compounded. Uh, yeah. I reckon that, yeah. He is definitely not getting the fouls he used to get, that's for sure. Uh, Sneaky, are you writing them off? Are you going to... The Knicks? Yeah. Um, not saying you're writing Randall off, I, but, Reluctantly, but... I am. When I look at the, the East and mm. I look at the teams... But, you know, I was a heartbeat away of writing off the, the 76s a week, a week ago. Yeah, it's so but close. Who knows, in the, who knows in the East? The, the 76s, I, I still think, are playing, are playing above what they, they are, if you think about it. They're... Um, they're playing quite well considering the cattle that they've got and the the dissension in the ranks and the what the hell are we going to do at point guard problem that we had at the start of the season. I think we've overcome that. Yeah. And um. Yeah, but I was. That's what today's was an important game, wasn't it, Simon? You would have been you would have been disappointed losing that because mm-hmm. considering how tight it was and the amount of people out. Like the amount of people the 76ers had out, we had no right to win. Both on 15 wins at the time. Yeah, yeah it is. It is. I think it was um, telling, too, that Philadelphia had to play all their starters pretty much 40 minutes or more uh, to get the win as well. And Celtics still, try, I think, did a better job managing the, the minutes. And you look at, you know... If you start playing MB 40 minutes a game at this stage of the year, you know, he's going to break down. And so, you know, what does Rivers do? Does he go for the win or does he go for preservation well, of his it's start? It's the Celtics, so we're going for the win. But as you said before, like, and talk about coming full circle, I think um, today was the perfect way of playing MB. You said he got quiet kind of in the middle. Well, that's... You got to know your ho- the horse in the race, yeah. and you got to race to the conditions. And one of my one of my we've said it many times on this show. One of my criticisms of Embiid is down the stretch. We need you. Yeah, yeah. And he saved if himself. Gonna, if you're going to have a bit of a rest during the middle of the game, and then come and have a fourth quarter like that where you're hitting shots yeah. like that, yeah. Well, okay, fair enough. I'll have give a, him that. Have, have, have a blow. Well, well, let's just see like how they set up the team in their offense in those last few minutes. Like we said before, he gets the ball deep in position down low and everyone else is spread out on the three-point line um, around the outside of him. Now, if you had Ben Simmons there, Ben Simmons would be on the opposite block and you'd have another big guy there waiting to do a quick double team, you know, like a Horford or, or whatever, like if everyone was there. Now, all of a sudden, the all that's clogged. Where We've got a game plan and everything to stop him. But with this kind of um, lineup that he's had, 
it just gave him so much more room, and he could just dominate. Like there was See nothing that doing, we could do to stop him. See how he was going past players too, and coming downhill at him. Like when he got the when he gets it at the the top of the key. Yeah. Uh, at the three at the th- on the perimeter. He That's right. He Otherwise, you'd have post, Simmons and his men. Top. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're. I think it's completely right. I think. You know, all the people that were writing the ink about how they couldn't play together and me being a 76ers fan was in, living in a bit of denial for a couple of years because Simmons could show on the court that he was so good in some certain situations. Mm. Like, really, really good in certain situations. And we just like kept fantasizing that these two guys with so much skill could somehow find a way. And at the moment, the 76ers... Because they're a bit of an underdog now, look much better. And if he's down there on the post and you've got Korkmaz or Nyang or um, Maxi or, or even Shake Shake, like, stay on the perimeter. I've got Seth another Curry. name for you, Pete. Of um, You liked my last one. How about this one for Simmons? This guy's available, um, and I reckon... They'd love to get Simmons in this team. How about Simmons going to Detroit for Jeremy Grant? Well, bring... Bring him back. Bring him back. You know, I'd He's, rather... I'd rather... Well, Ingram's better, but Jeremy Grant's still a guy that's... I'd rather you know, Sadiq. Really? Yeah, I like Sadiq. I like... He can explode. In games, mm. he's he's powerful too. Great he's, driver. He's younger. He's, he's, he's younger. And I think the the ceiling for Sadiq might be a bit higher than Jeremy Grant because Jeremy, like I think Jeremy Grant's a bit of a false dawn last season. Like he was, everyone's rapping about him, but he was the best player in an incredibly poor team. Mm. Incredibly, he he stuck out like a, a sore thumb. In a bad team, this this year they've got a bit more talent around them, and I like Sadiq. I I, I do. I reckon he, he's got so, that nugget about him. But like, would you would no. he be a guy that you consider in a trade though? No, no, I'll, I'm not. But if I had to have one of the two, I mm. want Sadiq, and probably something you need some you need to honey that like a bit. Yeah. But yeah, it's. It shows you today how how important um, uh, Andre Drummond has become to to the Seventy Sixers. Mm. Like, well, who'd have thought? Wait, <laughs> what a strange world we live in. Yeah, when, well, when, I mean, he he kills us too. You know, yeah, he does. Like, you got the Celtics have a problem with the big man, don't they? Well, remember, we got, like, remember we, when Tristan went there and we thought, yeah, oh, our, yeah, our just what you need. Our top three big men are out. Yeah, I know, but. Uh, what um, Robert Williams is? You know, I've never been impressed with him against Embiid on the few no. times that they played. No, like normally, like um, Horford and um, Cantor do the bulk of the minutes, but because they've got other options, they can sort of just give some different looks, some different double teams, some different yeah. things. Whereas today, they they just really yeah, didn't without have much. Peter, I it was the double team today. That, that was, that was the Tatum uh, was uh, taking Embiid, and he was probably even doing a better job at times. Sorry we can't talk about the Nuggets a bit more, but the Nuggets have been, you know, taking some players back. 
<laughs> not really getting, not really a team to get excited about, is it? Really? No. Oh, we should mention the Suns, who have snuck up to first place. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> in the West. Yeah, we can talk the about Suns. the West. The Oracle. Something, something that Maddie got wrong. Mm. Well, the Suns are playing the Lakers pretty soon, and I think they're going to do a big number on the Lakers. I think that, um, especially if Lakers are starting LeBron James at centre, I think Aiton's going to destroy him. Um, Hasn't JaVal McGee been playing well? He has. But the Lakers have got nobody to stop uh, Booker as well. They're just a well-oiled machine, and we've said this before. Everybody fits really well into that system. It's all spread out. You've got smart guys on the perimeter making the decisions. And then they've got defensive guys at, you know, most different positions. So they're going to be a tough team to beat. Look, Peter, I wouldn't count me out just yet. I just said that they're a regular season team and they're not going to do it again. I did think that they would have done worse this year, but they've surprised me. Good luck to them. But again, I don't believe in them winning a title this year. Oh, well, tough to win a title. Thank you. Uh, Not your dance. <laughs> yeah, the Nuggets had a team against, a game coming up against the um, Nets, but it got cancelled. So, Is that because of the Nets? I think so, yeah. Yeah, because Duran is out too now. And uh, Oh, I should say this too. Did any of you guys watch some of those Durant games where he had all these guys from the G League and, uh, yeah, and nobodies yeah. and just him and he's like playing 47 minutes, 48 minutes, getting like 35, 40 points? I mean, some that, of the entourage were playing games. pretty good too. That David Duke was playing good. That um, <laughs> Kessler Ed- Edwards had a massive game. <laughs> all these people we've never heard of before. Never heard of, you know. And... Yeah. Um, when did James Ennis go there? When did I miss that? James Ennis? Yeah. He's on the Nets roster. I was looking, I was thumbing through it the other day, and it's James Ennis third. Um, yeah. I know that a lot of guys... When did he go there? I don't remember that. I don't remember it, it reading It could be, that. Pete, it could be that a lot of guys have been signed in the last few days. Yeah, the 10-day. And, and, and they're not just all rookie and all that. Sometimes, like, uh, Celtics signed CJ Miles and he's like 30 or something like that. You know, that they're, they're just bringing in whoever's available and he could have been one of those. That Cam Thomas looks pretty good. Um, and yeah. another great name of the NBA, Dayron Sharp, <laughs> playing the center. Yeah, he's, we'll see. He's putting some good minutes. Yeah, no, they've got, a, they've got a good team and they're very, very deep. Um, do but, you rate Nick Claxton? Well, I actually do, but. He's always injured, and um, if he can stay on the court, he's he's big enough that he can defend a lot of big men. Not not the biggest men, but a lot of them. And he's sort of quick enough to guard a lot of smaller guys too. So, in terms of like a defensive anchor that can guard most players, he's good for that. What do you, do you reckon? There should be an exp- uh, expansion of the rosters and salary. Yeah, they're cap? actually doing that, Pete. They're they're oh. allowing. For example, that the two-way players that they signed at the start of the year, there used to be a limit on how many games they could play, and now there's no limit. And now they're allowing um, all these extra players to come in just to really get through this season. So 
I just wonder, is there going to be a guy that comes through, some no-name guy, some guy that's, you know, a scrub now that hasn't played for five years, comes in and then has a killer end to the season and just destroys everybody and, uh, you know, someone like Isaiah Thomas is who I'm rooting for. Comes back in, starts sinking some buckets, and then all of a sudden he's made himself a career again. Can you tell us about what he's done to date since coming back? So he's actually scored really well uh, in the games I've seen him play. Um, he's hitting his threes. Haven't seen him be very successful of uh, driving it and scoring inside, but he has been like hitting pull-ups and floaters and stuff like that. But when you're on a team like the Lakers where nobody can defend... Um, He's even bad in that scenario. He's he's still someone that you look for to pick on. So, you know, they just don't have the good enough defense around him. But in terms of scoring, he's doing his job. What well, about is he coming off a career high eighty three in his testimonial or in the G League? <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, what's his athleticism yeah, he got, he got like? Forty three in the G League. How quick is he and how strong is he? Like, how what's he's, his? He, you know what, man? He still looks pretty good. Um. He still looks like he's um, – the commentators were saying that um, they think he's, um, you know, back to, you know, that quickness. But I didn't see it because when he played for the Celtics, he could score inside. Like if you came up too far on him, he'd just – in a blink of an eye, he'd be down and putting it in the bucket. I didn't see that. And um, I think he's going to struggle if he can't do that. Like he'll be a bit like a Kemba. Um He's not necessarily the guy that sort of sets everybody up either. He's just the scorer. Um, but so far, he's been scoring. And I just hope that he can keep it going and then uh, get himself back a, a regular roster spot for next year. Yeah, good luck to him. He'll I hope he does well. Uh, yeah. yeah, the two, if we're talking about the uh, West now, the Jazz are steaming along. Everyone sort of knew that they were going to be a regular winner this year. Nuggets are coming fifth uh, with 15. The bit of a step down between fourth uh, and then the next tier uh, because you've got the Grizzlies on 19 and then it's 15 Nuggets, 16 Clippers, 16 Lakers, 15 Wolves, 14 Mavs and then 13 for the Blazers. Uh, by the time you hit th- thir- um, 13 wins, you're probably at spot 14 in the East or 13 in the East. So um, Blazers got 13 wins and they're in 10th spot. I think that, you know, the Clippers have looked disappointing at times. The Nuggets are short-handed. Grizzlies have done well, considering yeah. they without um, they had been without Morant. Mm. Uh, Seven and three, their last ten. It's pretty amazing. Have you been watching the uh, Grizzlies at all, Oracle? They've been playing incredible defense. I think mm. that they broke some record for the most amount of steals over a stretch of games or something like that. Their defense, there's no weak links, and guys have stepped up. And the one that I've been the most impressed with was Desmond Bain. So he's come from a guy that's pretty much just a shooter and a defensive player to now he can run the offense. You know, you you can give him the ball and he can direct all the play. And so he's been sensational, and so is your mate, Dylan Brooks. Um, Mm. You know, he was the go to guy in the games that I saw, and um, they just played. Terrific defense. I think the ensemble cast, and you were, I think you hit the nail right on the head. I thought it was, at the time, I thought it was a little bit of an eyebrow raiser, but Stephen Adams coming in to the middle 
I think that was a masterstroke. And the ensemble cast of uh, Tyus Jones and Melton, they're all playing well. And Doreen Jackson hasn't even – he hasn't been setting the world on fire. So there's a whole well, bunch well, of – Aaron Jackson, the last couple of games, has played really, really well. In he the has. Last... That's my point. Like, there's yeah. a there's a whole bunch of talent, like talent, like ev- that everyone knows is there, ready to awaken. And, and with with Yar coming back, wow, I think they they could they could do something this year. Can they bring it all together, though, Pete? They're doing it. Like, it's like one one drops out. You got. Even um, Anderson, who's come, he's not, who's lost his starting spot. He's coming on and playing 18, 22 minutes, and he's okay. playing really well as well. Okay, Oracle. How do they match up in a series against the Jazz, the Warriors, and the Suns? Can they beat those teams in a series? Yeah, look, I think all those teams have um, different um, things that you can exploit. You know, different um, weaknesses, and when. You know, there's no real clear... Like, I guess the clearest one would be Phoenix. But, you know, you get your mate, um, future Hall of Famer. Um, Point uh, Yeah, Point you know, he, he, he falls down with another injury at the end of the season like he has pretty much his whole career. And the Suns, they can be beat. And these guys, you know, why not them, you know? They probably have just about the deepest team. Um and with the experience that these guys have had without their main playmaker in Ja Morant, and they're more stepping up and playing better, you know, I think they can do it. Well, even Brendan Clark's played quality minutes when, when he's come on. Like, the Grizz look really, really good. Pete, Pete, can you bet on picking the Grizz v the Cavs in the uh, playoff finals series? Um, depending on what um, book you're with, you can do um, title Quinella. But on the eastern, on the western conference, Quinella, are you talking? No, I'm talking uh, the Grizzlies coming up against the Cavs in the finals. Yeah, you can. Sorry, uh, I missed the first team. Yeah, you can. You can have an Im- NBA Quinella. Imagine that as a final series. That would pay a fortune to. That would pay. That would be really, really high odds. Has that got a chance, Oracle? Well, look, I think that um, I'm more inclined to. Um, see the Grizzlies get there, then I think yeah. the um, because I, I just think that Cavs have got to go through one. Yeah, the they, they've got the enough teams ahead of them, um, and and they're very young. The Cavs, you know, whereas these guys, they've sort of been sniffing around the last couple of years, even though they're young, you know, haven't they? They've been sort of you know at that playoff yeah. um, level, that, and now they're sort of making a move to go even further. So I'd be excited if they could get. Um, into deep into the playoffs for sure. They've got that Zaya Williams too. That you know, it's just another bunch of potential sitting there that's not getting many minutes either. So the Grizz, uh, I reckon Morant is a title-winning player. I'll put put that. I well, yeah, I, I would bet on him winning a title. I reckon um, having Stephen Adams there as a defensive person to stop. The, the other team's big man, uh, that s- sort of limits what a big man can do to them a bit, you know? When you've got kids you... in your team, when you have a yeah. strong... You're a tough guy. Not to, tough guy not to be messed with. Yeah. Guy that, even even just the look of him, you know, Carl Drogo yeah. in, in the and, middle of you. And, well, and Dylan well, Brooks know... is no mug either. He's tough. 
Yeah. Um, well, you know, like um, how uh, Anthony Davis has always got a you know sore arm, sore leg, sore this. Like if you had Stephen Adams in your team, right? Like surely there'd be some games where you're thinking, oh, you know what? Stephen Adams is in. I'll be all right. I'll be in. You know, I'll play. You know, I'll, I'll be tougher. You know, um, so. Probably, you know, maybe Morant is the toughest person on the team or, you know, Dylan Brooks is the toughest person. But they just seem to have a lot of toughness mm. um, through their team. And maybe that's what's missing for a team like the Lakers. The Adams trade is the kind of trade where you just go, oh, geez. Yeah, that's it was imaginative and it's risky. But you just, like, take your hat off with, well, the, vision, with the vision, don't well, you? Well, part of it was that they could get a better draft position as well because they didn't just trade the two big men they also swapped draft picks and grizzlies moved uh, up to 10 you know instead of getting their pick that was about like 19 or something um but also part of the vision was instead of um you know all those shots um going to uh what's his name who went to the pelicans they're oh, now going to jama rent and they're going to you know um, Jaron uh, Jackson and, and guys that they want. Desmond Bain, like they got they got loads of shooting, don't they? Loads. Why do you need a? Why do you need that? Like the stretch five. Yeah. Like why do you need your your center to be putting up threes when you got that amount? And because they're, they're deep in the guards, they're way deep in the guards, and they all can shoot. Yeah. And um, they're pretty much well rounded on defense too. All the guards. So, yeah, like so, Tyus Jones comes in. I think he leads the league in assist to turnover ratio. So um, he he never turns the ball over. And then you know I, I've always been a fan of um, uh, of um, Brooks. Oh, what's his Which one? You can name, throw a rock in the air, you hit one. Bain. Uh, no, who am I thinking of? Melton. Melton, that's right. Like I've seen Melton play games where he's got like four steals and a couple of blocks and. You know, he's just making a lot of athletic and, um, you know... Um, but he can put up 20 as well. Plays. He can put up 20 as well. That's the, you know, that's well within his range, yeah. even with his uh, limited minutes. Uh, Pete, what can you tell me about this player, Yves Pons? I don't know. It's one of the great names of the NBA, <laughs> and I haven't seen him play. <laughs> I haven't caught a game. But um, he's another guard. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're a bit... He, he Don't might have been one of those guys that's just come in, um, you know, in this last week or two to sort of make up the numbers. Yeah, I don't know much about him at all. I don't know where he is. I'll gather he's French. He scored, he scored three points in one game in the last five. Was yeah, it in, was I, think it in one? Just, I think he's just making up the numbers, bloke. Yeah. Uh, and They'd be disappointed with today's loss, though. Yeah. They had that. They yeah, were that, was tight. that was tight. Uh, any other things you guys want to talk about, either today or otherwise? Oh, hopefully the Christmas fixtures, which are always good, yeah. um, are on. Yes. We'll be disappointed, and we get a, a fairly decent lineup of players. But even saying that, you, know, you never know what you, you get. Yeah, I, I am starting to get a little, and this is my last point too, Matty. I am starting to get a little bit worried about the number of players missing out. Like, I'd be tuning in to see some marquee game, you know, and then be excited for it. And then, like, nobody I want to see is playing, you know. Mm. And 
hope that doesn't happen too much more. A couple of interesting games coming up. The Cavs are playing against the Celtics in a couple of days. The Bulls are playing against the Raptors in a couple of days. Uh, I kind of think you guys are going to have your work cut out for your Oracle. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, with, with Jared Allen playing the way he is. A lot of it depends on who's in and out. But uh, if, if it's going to be sort of like how it was just today, then... You know, we could be in a bit of trouble. They've got way too much size for us yeah. with all our big guys out. Freedom! <laughs> Pete, Can't do it all himself. Exactly. Pete, you got the 76ers playing the Hawks in a few days as well. You're liking yourself there? Yeah, um, when the 76ers play the Hawks, it's uh, I'm not overly confident, but we can definitely beat them. Yeah. Uh, Pete, or- did you hear that one of your favourite guys on the Hawks is um, they're trying to trade him? Who's Cam that? Reddish. Really? Are they? You predicted that, Oracle. Yeah, so a first-round pick is the asking price. Because I – he predicted, but didn't I say if I was Cam Reddish, I'd be looking to trade as well? I think it is, this was a dual prediction because Cam Reddish is good enough to be in the starting five of a team. Where would you think he'd go? Where would you put Cam Reddish? Well, every team needs – I'd put him at Cleveland. Every team needs a six-eight wing. That's the team that I said um, last week. I think it was because um, they're a team in desperate need for a wing, and he would give them that. Um, if the asking price is a first-round pick, I think that the Cavs' um, first-round pick is going to be um, a later one this year, and they probably wouldn't mind giving it up. They're only going to pick maybe you know twenty-five, twenty-six, or something like that. You know, they're playing was, so well. They got a good Garland and Gonzaga guy with. Cam Reddish? Were they in the same team in college? I don't know. They got drafted the same year. Remember that? I thought Reddish was Kentucky. Yes, he was. Yeah, he was. Um, Yeah, I'd like to see him go. I'd like to see him in the starting five. I think he's good enough. I love watching him play. I reckon he's got a great body for the NBA. He's just got to, I don't know, get, get some more experience in the trenches, and I think he'll come good. I like him. I'd like to see him at the Lakers, actually. You like everyone at the Lakers today. Well, he wants everyone at the Lakers. Bro. Yeah, what's your soft spot for the Lakers for? I just think the shit about the Lakers. I, I don't care about them. I just think it'd be good for it's him. I reckon you've got LeBron. A soft spot for it, mate. You, you want to see him doing to well. Bring the best out of him, you know. The Lakers bring it's bringing the worst out of people at the moment. <laughs> uh, other games uh, further ahead in the week there. The Timberwolves and Jazz and the Grizzlies and Warriors, and we'll leave it at that. Uh, Timberwolves and Jazz, I reckon, will be an interesting game because yeah. the, the Jazz have got a, a stacked team, not really any injury worries. And, okay, they're coming third, but they haven't. They're not streaking away. They're, they're well and truly covered by the two teams above them. They're not exactly going um, great guns. They're doing all right, no injuries. Timberwolves have got a chance against them, Oracle. Yeah, they do, and... I think Towns is sort of um, playing with a renewed vigour yeah. at the moment. He's, he's really trying to show everybody who he is and um, it's sort of a bit of a grudge match for him to yeah. go up against a guy like... Um, uh, um, what's his name? Stifle Tower. Yeah. Good so I, th- I think he, he'd be right up for it. But is Anthony Edwards going to play? If he's Who not knows? playing, I'm easily going the Jazz. Yeah, right. If he plays, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. Okay, the other game, the Grizzlies and the Warriors, Pete. You got to think that's going to be a decent game. Sure. 
I like watching both these teams play, and I never, yeah. That, you know how you always watch the be... underdog, but um, the Warriors are just. They're a bit good at the moment. Yeah. They're a bit good. Yeah. They seem to have everything they need. And yeah. with a with a gun, like with a howitzer on the sideline okay. ready to come in and reinforce. Who knows what's going to happen with that? That's what I'm most looking forward to. I'm, I'm looking forward to that at the moment, seeing what he can do. Clay. So what happens when Clay it could tilt the whole league to the West? Because at the moment, with Kyrie coming back, I think the Nets... Uh, other team to beat, oh, but definitely. that's because that's because the Bucks are in hibernation. Yeah. So what happens, mate? Kyrie, I'd love to see him go off. Uh, it is not a well. betting year for the NBA nah, no. out there. Like, put them away. Put it away to yeah. the finals. Yeah, I agree. Uh, okay, so we're good with that, gents. Excellent. Uh, Thank happy you. To be back. Thank you, gentlemen. You've been listening to the Aussies on NBA. We podcast it every week on Spotify, and you've been listening to Sneaky Pete from the Dark Web, The Oracle, and Maddie LeBrand.